1: going on everybody welcome back to mikey's indy 500 or is it here on hit the books network we are starting something new this is called independent waters i am one of your hosts mikey man freddy uh and joining me to to join me on this adventure my friend zach batista
0: zach how are you doing my man I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to do this podcast with you, Mikey. I'm
1: also very excited
0: that you are here, that you are going to be
1: my co-host, my co-pilot, my co-pirate, if you will, (laughs) on this adventure through the independent waters and discovering all new stuff from the independent wrestling scene. I cannot wait to start this. Um, Yeah, so I'm Mikey Manfredi. As I said before, this is Zach Batista. Zach, I just want to know real quick, What got you into wrestling, like, first? Like, what made you a wrestling fan?
0: Oh, wow. Um, if I had to think back on it, it's probably my dad. From when I was, like, a kid, my dad would watch wrestling on TV, and he would always kind of just sit me down in front of it. So, like, my dad would be watching, like, ECW, and he would have me just sitting in front of the TV watching it. And I kind of just kept watching it for a while until like middle school like the earliest memory i can really remember of wrestling is undertaker giving jbl the last ride through his limousine at SummerSlam during one of their matches when he was still biker taker i think and from there i just kind of kept watching wrestling it fell off a bit in between like middle school and high school but then i got back into it and i've just been hooked on it since it's
1: Everyone I've talked to that's a wrestling fan always has that point where they, like, go away from wrestling for a little bit and then come back. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I definitely had that, too, around the same time where I, like, fell off around, like, middle school, high school and then came back to it. Uh, Ryan had that same thing. Like, we all – there's always that that hiatus you take for a little while. Exactly.
0: Uh, a little break. Before you yeah. jump back into it.
1: But now we're back in full force, and we are going through the independent scene we are watching new wrestling matches and our one our rule is no WWE no aew no new Japan we are talking only independent wrestling independent wrestling promotions uh, we are going to be pitching each other matches back and forth throughout the show we are going to be rating them on a scale of markout which is an awesome match top of the not top notch. Uh, Like, I would watch it over and over and over again, and it just pops me every time. There's Meh, which is fine. Dece, alright. You don't have to watch it if you don't want to, but it's good. And then there's Miss Out, uh, which is just a bad match. So, like, that's just a match where it's just, like, botches, things are going wrong, it's just lame. Gimmicks aren't working, whatever. So we got Miss Out, Meh, and mark Out as our three ratings. So... uh. With that being said, I guess it's just time to jump right into it. And Zach, I've been talking a lot in the beginning right here, so why don't you kick us off with your first match, your first independent wrestling match of the of the show?
0: Oh boy! All right. So when I had to choose independent wrestling matches for this, I told myself, all right, I'm like, I'm gonna try to find a match that will at least have something kind of familiar to me, something that I'm somewhat aware of for it. So I decided to go for Lucha Underground.
1: Ooh, Specifically,
0: love Lucha Underground. Pentagon Junior versus Vampiro in if I recall correctly, the pay per view's name was Ultimate Lucha Part Two. Okay. In a Cerro Miedo match, which is basically like a street fight, like or like unsanctioned match. Mm-hmm. Going into this match, I had seen clips of this match, like one or two of the spots, because everyone says that this match made Pentagon for them. So mm-hmm. I came into it with a pretty high bar. Pentagon came in, was doing his usual shtick. I was like, Alright, this is good. Then Vampiro showed up, dressed as a motherfucking Pope of Pure <laughs> Evil through what? the crowd. I was
1: what? like, time out, time out, time out. Time out. <laughs> what is a Pope of Pure Evil? He
0: was dressed in like a Pope. <laughs> like you can't outfit. just
1: say that and expect me to know what you mean.
0: He literally was dressed like a Pope, like big hat, black robe, red like scarf, white face paint, his like logo was on like his chest and like the Pope hat. He had like an incense burner. That's and I was incredible! Just like this man is evil. I'm like, all right. Match started off. Honestly, the match is just basically a death match, as far as I could tell, with like not okay. a ton of wrestling. Like Pentagram beating with some chairs. Like five minutes into the match, he had already exposed the concrete below the mats on the floor, and basically, like, it gave him a falcon arrow. or Something it was like pile driver into it, and they took him out into gurney And I was like, oh, okay, this is how this is going. Then Vampiro gets up. Beats the shit out of everyone, shows back up, <laughs> Pentagon proceeds to beat him up again, and at some point in the match, Vampiro then just like a minute later, I think, pulls out a bag of thumbtacks, and I was like, We're Ooh, getting we're hardcore, like, baby. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. I was like, We're like I just like five minutes into this match, and he's already gotten exposed concrete and thumbtacks, so I don't know how where this is gonna go. Got worse, in the Got best w- way possible. <laughs> Got worse. <laughs> Fucking Pentagon whips out light tubes. And smashes it into Vampiro's back, and I'm like, "That sucks." Oh, I forgot to mention Pentagon Eight. Like, I think it was like a massive off the top rope slam into the thumbtacks. It looked like it fucking sucked. And I, you know what spot right. always gets me with thumbtacks?
1: Where mm-hmm. they like take a handful and they shove it in someone's mouth and then super oh, kick them. Oh
0: my god, that one always
1: gets me. Oh, I haven't seen a spot like that yet. I've I've seen a couple. I think there I think there was one in um. AEW, I think someone did it. I think maybe Janela or Moxley
0: did it to each other. Sounds about right for them. Very good. Uh, what was saying? Oh. And it just escalated from there. Pentagon, like, broke the light tube and started jamming it in Vampiro's head and started licking the blood that he got off him. And I was like, wow, <sighs> we're just going all in for this. Rip-roaring, huh? Spot of the night for me, by far, probably. Well, there's two, but the one coming up is my favorite. Vampiro gets up. He starts to come back. The wrestling in this match is slow, and the punches are kind of, like, passable. But, like, you can tell, because Vampiro, the commentary has been putting it over, that he's old. He's a really old, like, Mexican, like, luchador who, like, did death matches all the time or something like that. Mm-hmm. This Vampiro put his hand into, like, Metagon's Lo- mask and ripped his mask off, almost. And then took another light tube and just smashed it over his head. Jesus. You'll know the spot I'm thinking of if you end up watching this where like he's Pentagon is sitting there and he looks dazed and blood just comes flooding down his face. Like God past, damn. His mask is like half ripped off. Then vampire goes out and I'm like I don't know what else you can do but I'm so in for this right now. <laughs> guy whips out a table. I'm like okay this looking, looks like one of the or oh, like like a new Japan table, like uh, I was like, Alright. Then he whips out a lighter and I was like, Are you gonna really set this on fire? Oh it's like the old WWE games. <laughs> exactly. He then sets the table on fire, Pentagon then dumps him through the table, and he does not get set off on fire, like he doesn't like it extinguished out fast enough, so he rolls out of the ring on fire, and I'm just like this. Great. Is... <laughs> I Pentagon pinned him after that. So that was like the highlight. I think of the... they had a backup plan. They were like, Listen, I'm gonna slam me through this flaming table.
1: You're probably gonna smother the flames and be fine, but if you go on fire,
0: just roll out of the ring. We'll roll out of the air. ring. Oh my god! I was like, there was a couple moments where I was like, he was on fire way longer than he should have been, probably. <laughs> then the twist happened. So I've left something out significant for this match. Is that they all through our commentary, they're talking about how like Pentagon's been breaking dudes like bones for his master. So Vampiro crawls into the ring as Pentagon's celebrating. He's like calling for his master. And then Piro says, break my arm, motherfucker. And I'm like, okay, we've just gone to this now. Breaks his arm, right? (sighs) Then he gets up and then tells Pentagon, yeah, I'm your master. You've passed the test, my student. And he gives him the Cero Miedo sign. Whoa. And I'm not going to lie, it popped me really hard. And I literally know nothing about the production. And I was just like, I must know more about what the hell just happened. That's wild. That was that match. There was not a ton of wrestling, but there was a bunch of big, just brutal spots that I was just, I was there for.
1: Yeah, it sounds like kind of like a brutal spot fest with like a good bit of storytelling at the end
0: there. Oh, the ending. I was like, that's thats why the ending, honestly, is the reason why I have to give it probably Mark out. Mark out? Going our our first match on the show is getting a Mark out? That's I awesome. I came into this match wondering why, and I. It was just a simple match, and what can I say? I'm I'm a fan of like just brutal matches with good storytelling in it.
1: All right, all right,
0: I like it, I like but it. Enough about my crazy deathmatch luchador <laughs> mask match. What do you got, Smoeren? I'm I'm very curious to see what you got. All right, so my first match is much less brutal, um, <laughs> and
1: it's fairly recent. This pay per view happened, I think maybe last week or two weeks ago. Wow! Oh my uh, god. Yeah, this was at an event called "Wear Sunscreen" by Beyond Wrestling. This happened two, maybe like two weeks ago in Atlantic City. Uh, out, it was an outdoor event, obviously. Everyone was wearing masks the whole the whole uh, night. Okay, whole COVID thing. And this this match was Kimberly taking on the bad boy oh. Joey Janella. So it was Joey Janella versus Kimberly. Uh, from Beyond Wrestling. This was Joey Janela's return to Beyond Wrestling after he got drafted to AEW. Mm. Um and this match was uh pretty solid. I liked I liked a lot of it. It was they started off with some really good, really good Matt wrestling. Uh it was a lot of character work. Like Joey mm. Janela they they built this uh this character for Joey Janela in okay. in this match where he's like he he, like since moving to AEW, it looked like he became like cocky. He's like, oh, I'm on TV all the time <laughs> oh, now. I'm like so it. good. Like so so like it, it wasn't like so in your face, but like there was like subtle nods to Joey being a little cocky against Kimberly. Mm. Uh, so I thought that was neat how they kind of gave Joey that character, and he was definitely playing the heel in this match. Mm. Uh, and Kim March. was playing the un- Kimberly was playing the underdog. Joey is a uh, heel. Hmm. Joey, yeah, Joey was definitely they he was definitely the bad boy in this match like they definitely hyped that up um there was some crazy spots there was one there was one point where like Joey hits Kimberly with like a fisherman's buster on the apron ooh <laughs> um that was crazy uh, there were some cool sequences where they went back and forth it was like Joey would hit Lee with an elbow and then Lee would come back and hit Joey with a knee and they just kept going back and forth mm. uh Kimberly Kicked out of a huge package pile driver by Uh, Janela. There was... Yeah, this match was great. It was a little bit slower paced, but everything... It it was a little slower paced, but everything hit hard. You know, like, every move felt like it had huge impact. Hmm. Um, Like, they actually, like, beat... It looked like they beat the snot out of each other, these two. Uh, And Kimberly was playing the resilient underdog this whole time. She was kicking out of everything until... Uh, Janela hits her with what looked like a coup de grace off the top oh. rope, like the double stomp
0: mm.
1: off the top. And that's what got the one, two, three on Kimberly. And Joey Janela ended up winning this match. Wow. But afterwards, Joey Janella's old tag team partner, Chris Dickinson, comes out, uh, talks to Joey a little bit, sizes up Kimberly because him and Kimberly had a little bit of a rivalry. Mm. Uh, but then Chris Dickinson raises both of their hands. Janela and Kimberly end up shaking hands, and, and a nice sign of respect from Joey. I like it, uh, Kimberly. I've always been super impressed with. I watched. A f- I watched a good handful of her matches on Eighty Five Hundred. Kimberly is one of the sickest wrestlers I've ever seen. She's very. She's really, really good at playing the underdog, mm. and she's very, very good at playing like the resilient, never give up type. Gotcha. Like uh, Babyface type of deal. Yeah, and she has a move set that looks like it'll knock out anyone. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, what, it's what, what. a hard hit. It's a hard hitting, high impact move set. A lot of slams, a lot of, a lot of like punches and elbows. Like a lot of a lot of high impact moves.
0: Mm.
1: Like like yeah. not very like lucha, you know? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, a lot more like just uh, ground pound. Yeah. More like yeah, yeah. It felt like. To it.
1: Yeah, it felt this this match felt like more of like a, a match like that where it was like slower paced and the moves hit harder than like a Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros match where they're like flying around the oh, ring. Oh yeah,
0: and they're just doing you spots know, yeah. that just defy gravity basically. Yeah,
1: it was it was slower it was slower paced. It had that hard hitting feel and I really liked it. Uh, I gave I'm going to give this match a uh, mark out because I thought it was great. Um and you should go watch it. It is on IWTV if you have a subscription, you can watch it. It's awesome.
0: Mm, all right oh man
1: also in that same pay-per-view uh it, the the second main event was priscilla kelly versus chris dickinson which i heard was amazing and i cannot wait to watch Ooh! i'll
0: probably hear about it at some point during this show and i'm excited to hear about it
1: so we got two markout matches to start off the show start off episode one of independent waters two markout <laughs> matches batista what's your second match of the
0: show my second match of the show, I decided to take a, some notes from a show that my dad actually watches. So, the background here is that my dad is really into actually independent wrestling match- like scenes. He's more for like the gymnasium type matches. And a production he always watches on TV is MLW. Okay. Uh, I've seen a couple matches for MLW. So, I was like, okay. I'm like, I, I like MLW. They're not bad. They put some good things on that I really like. So, I was like, alright. I'm like, let's find something from there that I could enjoy something that was like smaller though so i ended up going with it's not mlw funnily enough the production where they had it from but it's uh it's simon grimm versus filthy tom lawler at prestige wrestling oh okay it, the event is called prestige three alpha double slash omega it's free on youtube if you look it up sweet the match happened around since we're going with the times it happened around like two years ago And I've seen both these guys wrestle in MLW, like, a like probably, like, recently. So, but I don't really have much, like, a recollection of what they wrestled in. So, I was like, all right, like, how they wrestled, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, the match starts, and I think if I recall correctly, this must have been after Gotch just left um, as VOD villains or whatever. But, anywho, the match gets started, and I actually didn't know this, but uh, right into the match, Tom Lawler is doing a catch-style wrestling thing. Okay. The uh, type of stuff that uh, Timothy Thatcher's known for in NXT. Cool. And I was like, oh, I didn't know he was doing this. And Grimm was doing more of, like, an old-school, like kind of, like, new-age-ish type of, like, grappling, right? All right? So the match goes, and, like, Grimm is trying to compete with Lawler with the ground game, but the, the story they're telling here is that Lawler basically has him beat out. There's even a point where Grimm, like, gets, um, I think he tries to put in a hold and Lawler kind of just picks up, like, stands up as he's got him in a rear naked, and just grabs the top rope and kind of looks at him as like a get the fuck off me. Yikes. And he then puts him in, a, like, I think it was a, uh, an ankle lock, which uh, Grimm has to then roll out of the ring. And it's at this point in the match that it changes. Because at this point now, it's kind of just been like an old school-ish match, right? Okay. What Grimm then does is that he gets Lawler angry by putting him in more submissions, but this time successfully. And Lawler then makes the mistake of trying to get into a striking game with Grimm. Which Grimm actually does a lot better than him for, and he starts to then Ooh. work over the left arm of him. Which I will say here for the rest of the match, Lawler sells this very well. Like there's a point in the match where he has to do a German, but he can't use his—he can't hook his hands together because his arm's messed up. So what does this dude do? He gr- puts one arm around his stomach, takes his right arm and just grabs the left arm and holds it there as he picks him up and Germans him.
1: Oh, that's sick!
0: Like basically, like Grim got the upper hand. I at love this point. when they
1: improvise like that.
0: Yeah, it was good. I was like, oh, wow, Mike, he's still selling it. So then the match continues some more. Grimm's, like, getting all the heat. He's, like, really working Lawler's left arm. Like, good mat wrestling. I was like, all right, I'm good. I have to, there is one thing to note. The strikes in this were meaty as shit. Oh, like, yeah. Like, there were points where I was like, ooh, I'm like, damn, that fucking, he, he damn near elbowed him in the face. Stiff, Jesus. Stiff as fuck. Mm-hmm. And the end of the match basically comes with, It's funny. So Grimm gets really frustrated because he keeps working over Lawler's arm, and he keeps putting him in, like, moves. There's, like, a point where he, like, kicks him in the face, like, a bunch of times. Like, he hulks up, and he mm-hmm. can't put him down. And he gets so angry that he tries to put him in, if I recall correctly. He loses his cool, like Lawler did. And what happens? Lawler capitalizes and puts him in. I think it was a gotch neutralizer, and he pins him. Nice. And I was like, that was a good story. Like, the two of them shook hands at the end. Lawler was – actually, I don't, I think they want to say they shook hands, but Lawler looked like kind of like a. I cannot believe that just happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, "Don't." Oh, and I remember the ref tried raising his left hand. He's like, "Don't touch my left hand." <laughs> ow! 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 Yeah, he's like, "Take the right hand." Uh, overall, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't anything that was super special. Like the best way I can describe it is, it was a classic, just good old school wrestling match. A lot of mat work, a lot of like grinding each other down with meaty ass hits to it. Uh, the production quality. I did me- forget to mention that during Lucha Underground, the production quality was pretty good. Yeah. So there yeah. were some points where like they like had like camera shots of the crowd reacting to the crowd, and I was like, something's happening in the ring. Get the please, shot please, off the crowd. Please, I want to go back. Let's go what back. Is this, WWE missing the big events? Ex- I know exactly. But um, yeah, for this match, the point for that was this match really felt like an indie wrestling show to me. Like the camera mm. quality wasn't terrible, but like it was kind of a bit grainy of parts. And it just felt like an indie match, and I was like, "This is what I've come to see." Like, just to I like... love
1: I love it when it's like a it gets that like nice feel because it's like it like like when it's like a smaller crowd, it feels like it's more of an intimate match, you know? Oh yeah, crowd,
0: it feels like the crowd cares a lot more for mm-hmm. me. And like I, I will say that now I'm probably you. This is a this isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler. I will probably <laughs> find some Tom Lawler matches. Later on for this because I was really impressed with him. Like Grim was good, but I've only seen one Tom Lawler match, I think,
1: and it was Tom Lawler versus Warhorse. <laughs>
0: Warhorse, uh, he'll probably be on here at some point. Uh, but wait, I guess I'll like wait, wait, like five minutes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but to get to well, to get to that, I will say that I give this. I'll give it meh. Because it okay. wasn't anything that I couldn't find other places. I've seen similar-ish matches, and there wasn't anything that blew me out of the water. It was just solid, a really good wrestling match, like a like a solid match. You and know I, what? I, Sorry, go continue. Oh, but I was only going to say that. Like, out. I wouldn't be offended to watch it, but like, if I wanted to get someone who wasn't into wrestling into wrestling, like, I probably would show them a more exciting match, I guess, mm. is what I put it, or something that more like grabbed me and like got me to like jump up or go like, oh my god, that was amazing.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I would do too. I would definitely get 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 somebody in on a big mark out match, you know. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, before I go into my next match, I wanted to go back to Joey Janela versus Kimberly for a second. Okay. Um. Now that I'm rethinking it a little bit, I'm also going to give that match a meh. Oh. It was it was good, but I don't think it was mark out good. Mm. Uh, I was a little overexcited. I think. Uh, I think it's it the match is meh. It's good. Definitely go check it out, but definitely not marked out level. However, this next match. Ooh, <laughs> my next match is Warhorse versus Ophidian for the Independent Wrestling Championship at an event called Hardest Part of the Ring
0: uh, by Flying V Wrestling. Wow, I've heard of only one person in that match and nothing else about that. I'm excited. It Continue. is on IWTV.
1: Uh, this match is one of. People are saying. That I've seen, it's one of Warhorse's best title defenses. Wow! And I would agree, this match rules. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry if you would. This match rules ass. <laughs> In the beginning, Warhorse comes out, does his thing, enters with his title, and then Aphidian comes out, and Aphidian comes out with a mask over his mask, and of just <laughs> the, the of it's just like a white mask, but it has Warhorse's face paint on it. Ooh. And then they the the bell rings. They stare each other down, and then Ophidian takes off the the mask of the Warhorse paint and throws it into the crowd and goes, "I don't need War paint to beat you." Wow! And that's how the match starts. Uh, if that doesn't get if that doesn't get you like excited for the match, I don't know what's I, gonna.
0: I'm, I'm already uh, ready.
1: This match has awesome character work from the both of these guys. Warhorse is being Warhorse. He's doing his heavy metal thing. Ophidian uh, is the master of snake style. Is this thing? Ooh. Uh, so he's very. He has a very smooth lucha like. It, it almost. It's really crazy how much it almost looks like uh, like a snake slithering around. You know, Ooh. like he like the way Ophidian moves is so smooth and so like quick that it's just it does remind you of a snake. And it's mm. kind of it's kind of wild how like how much snake style fits and warhorse like i said heavy metal hard hitting power move so it was just a classic power versus speed match right Mm. it's like can can ophidian outspeed warhorse or can warhorse overpower ophidian it was like that whole dynamic gotcha there is one point in the match that i loved where they're fighting and uh ophidian gets warhorse trapped in the corner but instead of doing any move on him, he takes his hand and starts wiping off Warhorse's face paint. Oh. And the announcers sell it really well because they're like, He's wiping off the face paint! That's going to weaken him! The face uh. paint is what makes Warhorse <laughs> Warhorse! It's like, without the face paint, he's just Jake Parnell! So oh I just like the God. I like the idea of Affidian trying to weaken Warhorse by wiping off his face paint.
0: I'm all here for this.
1: It was really, really great. Uh, like I said, the commentators also were selling this match is great. They are super hype about it. They are def they definitely help get you into the match. Like it's it's wild how how well they do to me. Um I wish I could tell you their names, but I can't. I'm sorry. Um maybe I'll find out for next week and let you guys know.
0: I uh, have only seen one War horse match and it was the AEW match that a lot of people probably saw for it. I urge you to watch more War horse matches. I will say his character. I really like his character. So to hear that they, it's like kind of like a point in the match. is just, I oh, I'm not gonna lie though. Like Ophidian, like I really want to see. More, I want to hear more about this oh, man. Oh, you
1: want to hear more about Ophidian. Let me tell you something that happened in this match. There was one point where Warhorse throws Ophidian into the corner, but Ophidian like wraps himself around the turnbuckle pole and like ducks through like the middle and the top one. And it's kind of, like, hanging there, like this. Like, like... I don't know how to describe it. But he's kind of, like, hanging there. And then he puts his hands together and starts going, like, this. And he charms War... He does the snake charm oh. on Warhorse and just, like, hypnotizes him. And Warhorse just gets, like, frozen. Oh... Because he's, like, charming him. So Warhorse just, like, stuck. But Warhorse tries to fight it because he, like, puts up the devil's horns and starts headbanging. And it's, like... And then the crowd just starts chanting, He's too metal! It was oh so good. Oh my god, that's. But the the, Aphidian ends up like freezing Warhorse in place, and then like hits him with a drop kick because Warhorse is just frozen because he's mm-hmm. charmed him.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just so it's so like there's like really silly points in this match, but there's also just like really awesome points in this match. There's a lot of awesome sequences. These two kick the absolute shit out of each other, uh, but in the end, Warhorse does end up winning with that uh, double stomp to the back of the neck. Uh, it ends up. Retaining his title. Uh, this match, I will give Mark out because I love this match. Warhorse and Ophidian put on such a sick match. I love watching it to this day. Um, I will probably watch it over and over again. It is so good and it is one of Warhorse's best showings that I've seen so far. Um, and I'm very excited to, to get more into both of those guys because Ophidian also impressed me very much.
0: Oh, man. I. How do we, how do we even go into this next one?
1: Oh man, you want to start going into this? All right, so folks, Ugh. me 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 and Batiste, me and Zach over here, we both shared shared our matches, uh, and now we're going into the match. We're going into a fifth match, and the fifth match is one we both watched. Uh, so we are going into the matchup from Riptide Wrestling of Cara Noir versus Pac. I believe it was Oh my. their pay-per-view of Point Break, and... Yes. Oh. This match is free on YouTube for anybody who wants to go see it. Just go to Riptide Wrestling's YouTube channel. Uh, it's, like, one of the first videos you see. Yeah. This match is absolutely insane. Oh. Batista, what do you think?
0: Oh, my God. First thing that has to be mentioned, as a guy who's never seen anything about Riptide, is the fucking production value in this match. Man.
1: I... If if you listen, if you are if you used to be a listener to Indy five hundred, you already know my love for Riptide. I watch so many Riptide matches on that show. I love it. Uh, the The production value gets me. All of the wrestling, the wrestlers are really talented, and just everything put together makes Riptide something really, really special. And I I really really like it. Oh man!
0: So I piggyback you off of that. The match starts with this really like classical music, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, "Oh, is this just the intermission music?" And then. Then you see cars start to walk out. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, is this his entrance? music Motherfucker has this, like, g- like, this glitter mask on. And I was like, this guy's, like, fan of the opera. And I'm like, I'm so for this. Like, like it, oh. it, it, it reminds me of, like, the Black Swan, like a ballet
1: dancer exactly. almost, you know?
0: Like, he was, like, oh. he's, like, going around the ring, but he's not, like, just walking. He's, like, elegantly, like, moving around. The crowd is, like, playing into it. And there's, like, what a point.
1: One of the things I had written down actually for this match was that Cara Noir is perfect for Riptide because I think Cara Noir's character wouldn't work nearly as well with the basic camera setup for wrestling. Mm. But since it it's Riptide and it has that production value, it has those high quality cameras, it has those it, it has those new angles. I think it... And it has the very dramatic lighting. Yeah. I think it works for Karen Noir so, so, so well. And I think that the combination of Riptide and Karen Noir is, like, a match made in heaven. Because that uh, is, like... It's, like, absolutely perfect for, him, I for his I have character. to agree.
0: Like, it's... he's It's, like, a theater performance that you're watching. Like, there's a Exactly. In his... In, like, his uh, entrance where, like, he, like, takes... Like, he's got, like, a cape on. Sorry, I didn't explain that. And he... Does, like, kind of, like, the Finn Balor, like, arms raised. But, like, the camera, like... It pans so that you're behind him and you see, like, the light kind of shine through his cape as he does it. And it's it just looks good. so cool. All right. Then, Sorry. Then, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. then you get to Pac's entrance. And I'm like, the contrast between the two is so stark. Like, he's like typical wrestling entrance, walks in, looks at the crowd, is just heel pack, best pack, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He's playing up to it, and Cara's just kind of sitting there in this corner with these. I wanna say stage tights. I don't know what Carl would was... and like this. Yeah, they're like they're like ballet tights, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And he has like this like gold dusk-esque like face paint on, and I was like, okay. So the match starts, and he's just trying to get Pac to shake his hand. It's all he wanted. And I was like, Alright, I'm like, I don't know what he's gonna do with it, but I'm down for this. And Pac just kept denying this handshake. And I one thing to note here, we'll get into this in a sec. The crowd, every time he denied this handshake, like, were selling it like it was the worst thing you could possibly do.
1: Oh, yeah. The the, the, the fact that they were both determined that... uh, Kyra was determined to get this handshake, and Tak was so determined to not let him get
0: the handshake <laughs> was such a good, like, B-plot in this match. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. Like, you got, like, Pack like, telling him, like, you don't belong in my ring. I'm not giving you your fucking handshake. And, like, he keeps knocking Cara down. And then he just gets right back up. And Pac, like, is just, like, selling this. Like, it's like, he's the creepiest shit. He's like, stop. Yeah, can we talk about how great Pac made Cara Noir oh, look in this match?
1: Like, <sighs> he's... he's Whenever... Whenever... Cara Noir got beat up a lot of this match. So oh, yeah. I'll say that right now. Pack kicked the shit out of him most of this match. But when mm-hmm. Cara Noir got his offense in, Pac sold it, like, fucking death. Pac oh, was, yeah. like... Like, he was selling his ass off. He made Kara look great. Best. I was... It, it was... It, it This match took both guys and just let them
0: both shine like stars. Really did. Point Like, one point of the match, an example. This is, like, Kara's letting... Or Kara Car. Kara, I don't actually even know how to pronounce your name if you're listening to this, if you ever listen to this, apologies. (laughs) If you ever,
1: if you're ever listening to the first episode (laughs) of independent
0: waters, but anywho, he's lying on the ground and like, he just kind of is like a step up in the from the ground. And like pack literally like stumbles for a sec and then just falls out the ring. Like up Mm -hmm. until that point, Kara got no offense at all. And pack just, I was like, wow, that's, that's great. Oh my, it's just good selling on pack. And like, yeah, there wasn't a ton of wrestling, but, like, where there was wrestling, like, it had impact to it. Like, you felt like it was getting, like, like it, it, everything got its money's worth is the best way I could describe it.
1: Yeah, there was a couple of really sick sequences where the, the, these two just, like, like kept beating the crap out of each other, hitting each other with moves, but they kept rolling mm-hmm. back up to their feet, and then there's and they just knock each other out. Those are my favorites. Oh, Where they love just keep it. going back and forth with moves, back and forth with moves, and then they hit with one move, and it just knocks them both out.
0: Oh, it's great. And it just um, gives
1: the crowd a chance to, like, soak it all in and be like, wow, these guys are good, you know? Yeah. Um, There's also two spots in particular I want to talk about. All right. One, I want to talk about uh, the superplex oh. that <laughs> Pac gives Cara Noir. The app, how fucking
0: high was that superplex? It, it looked was... like he fell from the fucking sky. Oh, my God. It was about as high. I was literally watching. I was like, how high is he going to go? And, like, and you see Kara, like, get onto the ropes. And I'm like, all right. And then he stands, like, on, like, the turbo ball counter. I was like, oh, no. I'm like, he's going all the way. He went all the way up. It looked like, it looked like Kara fell from, like, the ceiling of the, the arena. Yeah. It, it was nutty. <sighs> It fucking looked like it hurt like a motherfucker. That's for sure.
1: Speaking of being high in the sky, the other spot I wanted to talk about was that moonsault to the outside
0: that Pac did. Oh my god! Just he flex. got so much hang time. That's why I guess. I guess that's why he was the man gravity forgot. Exactly. I actually thought about it too. I was like, the man that gravity fucking forgot just casually does a fucking shooting just out of the ring. I was like, what the fuck? For those for those who don't know,
1: Pac is Pac used to be Neville from uh, WWE.
0: The days of superhero Neville and evil villain Stardust, aka, uh, Gold, yeah, Stardust A.K.A. Cody Rhodes. Oof. Wow, that's it. Seems like so far away now.
1: Yeah, the, oh. the way this, the way this match is paced is super cool because it like it like fluctuates. It doesn't like go slow and then fast and then slow again, mm-hmm. and then end. It goes slow, fast, slow, fast, slow, exactly. fast, slow, fast. Exactly. It just like it's like it's like heart pounding action. Chill for a sec. Heart pounding and action. Exactly. Chill for a sec. Like and it just gets you. Like it just gets your endorphins rushing. It's like this match is insane. And this I match is also like a half hour long. <laughs>
0: the, this match was like the best type of match for me, and that is, I can watch this match and like then look at my clock and be like, what the fuck, thirty minutes are gone? I'm like, yeah, I this felt was like five. A, this was
1: like this was a half hour long banger. Like this was insane. Like yeah, like once it was done, I was like, that was a half hour
0: long match. Oh my god. Like. Oh God! I have to gush over this production one more time because I remember there was a point in the match where I noticed it. Where Ka- I don't know what Pack did; he probably kicked Car in the face a bunch of times, and Carr is just laying there on the mat like he's crumpled. And the God bless the camera crew of the of fucking Riptide. The person has themselves like just below the low rope, and they've got it hand- t- t- tilted at an angle that makes it look Car looks so small and make Pack it makes Pack look huge and look like he's just staring down at this. I, pathetic man that dare step in the ring with him and try to like do some frilly handshake shit with him.
1: I will always love Riptide. Oh, it just, so for, just for that. It's just like the production value is just so so good and I can never I always gush about it. Literally mm. every time I reviewed a Riptide match I would gush about
0: it and I'm going to continue gushing about it every time I review a Riptide match in the future. I will gush about it with you if you ever make me if you and I ever decide to keep watching more matches for this. Uh, now there is sorry. one thing we have forgotten about this match though Yes. One very crucial element that would you like to explain to them what the crucial element of this match is? The crowd in this match. So on
1: Riptide after we gushed about it, there's also no commentary on Riptide which if the crowd was not into this match would hurt it a lot, but the crowd in Riptide is loud and they never stop. Never. <laughs> the 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 Riptide crowd is one of the hottest crowds I've ever seen, and it's that's that is true for every Riptide match I've watched so far. The crowd oh. is always hot as fuck, and I love it. Oh it's they amazing. are always so loud, they're doing different chants, like the UK <laughs> crowd UK crowds or Australian crowds. They always have the best chance. <laughs> always. Uh like oh, fuck, what was a good one?
0: I have one for the match that I can think of. What was it? So one thing about Kara, as I said before, he has this face paint on. And Pac is doing a lot of, like, ground and pound shit to – shit. Mo- holds and stuff to Kara. Like, he's, like, rubbing – like, he's got him in, like, ch- in, like headlocks and stuff. And Kara's face paint is getting on Pac's chest. And there's a point in the match where this crowd starts chanting, you've got <laughs> – you've got glitter on your tits. And they call, start calling him glitter tits. And Pac, like, looks at them, but he just kind of, like, wipes it into his chest. He's like, it's called war paint. <laughs> I'm like I love this
1: crowd. I, the crowd is so good. Uh, I like the uh, "Whoa Pack is a bastard." Yeah, that's a good one too. "Whoa Pack is a bastard." That's or, that one's
0: good. Or "Car Car Car, car, car fucking War." War.
1: Yeah, those those oh, are my favorites too. It's like blank blank blankety fucking blank. Like it's fucking
0: great. <laughs> Another thing I have to, I noticed in the match was that whenever Car did any offense, the crowd went. Ballistic, but the yeah, they Pac popped got... as, as soon as as soon as Carr got to come back, the crowd popped. Exactly, and then the, but then the moment Pack gives any offense in, the crowd goes <sharp inhale> not silent but just shuts up and they start berating him. And I'm just like immediate yeah, immediate flip, like oh my god, oh man. There are points this match where I was like, I'm like, I don't know if Carr's because um, the thing is, one thing I love about this is that I don't know anyone's finishers. I only knew Pack's finisher, so I was like, I don't know what Carr's finisher is. So there are points. I, I still like, don't know what Car's finisher is. So I was like, "Is he gonna win?" And uh, I guess we should go to the finish at that to when to that. Uh. So
1: yeah, uh, in the end, Pac does end up winning with the Black Arrow. I think I think what we call it yes, now. I don't know what he called it back yes. on the indie scene, but in
0: AEW, it's called the the Black Arrow. Yeah, if I recall correctly, Kara got like a jumping like chokehold, which I think is his finisher because everyone in the crowd popped for it a lot. Granted, they popped for everything, so <laughs> yeah, and then. I think Pac eventually, like, just, like, kind of kicked him in. Like, he just kicked his shit in and then hit him with the black arrow and won.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: goddamn, man, when I finished that match, I was just like, that was that was something else. I finished that match and I was like, I need to go
1: take a walk because I am
0: so excited. Oh, my God. I it was palpable. I was just like, I need to watch more of Riptide. If it's more like that, like you describe it, I'm like, you will, you will be seeing more of that on this from me as well yeah because right. god so damn. so zach uh
1: the only thing we have left to do is give this match a rating what are we thinking miss out matt or mark out
0: for me i think it's a mark out because it was just it's my first reptide match and the, the production of it just kind of blew me away with it i was just like shit i think this match is meh
1: no, I'm really? totally kidding. It's absolutely mark. Oh my god, I was like Shit. <laughs> who am I kidding with I this? Like, Did fuck you fuck hear is... how much I was praising it? This match is mark out 100%. Oh go watch god. it. It is free on YouTube. What are you doing if you miss this match? Exactly. It, go find it. You need if you're a wrestling fan, you need to see this match.
0: It's, it's so good. Amazing. Oh my god. Oh god, I'm so Matches like that that make me go like I'm glad that I you've convinced me to do this because this is just so much fun.
1: I love independent wrestling.
0: I'm loving independent wrestling
1: like like so far. Like I, it's such a cool turn from the the norm we're getting in these TV shows, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's sick. I really, I just really like discovering new wrestlers, discovering new people's styles, new unique gimmicks. Uh, stuff like that, new unique promotions like Riptide, who do who do completely off the wall with what we've seen in wrestling. Exactly. You know, it's like it's like we're so used to that like few camera setup where it's like wide shot of ring, one different shot, and that's it. It's like Riptide's got like the cinematic thing of Riptide, huh? Awesome. But like I said, I like Independence because it's different. There's so many different things. Mm-hmm. You you're gonna find something you like. Um, oh yeah, and I think that brings us to the close of our very first episode of Independent Waters here, Zach. Uh, how are you feeling going into the next one?
0: I am super pumped, both for whatever, whatever match I find, whatever matches you find that I'll probably end up having to watch at some point, and just in general, just to like learn about more wrestlers that I've never heard of, and then maybe see myself what they've got to offer. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to jump into this too.
1: Follow Hit the Books on Twitter where we're gonna be posting all of these episodes on the main Hit the Books network page at HTV Pod on Twitter. Uh, and fo- and subscribe to our YouTube channel where you will also be able to find this very podcast. Uh, Hit uh, Hit the Books podcast on YouTube. Subscribe there. You can see all of our different shows. We have Hit the Books on Fridays. We have Wrestling with the Sixers on Mondays. Wednesdays now is for Independent Water. so keep tuning in here. Every- and every few weeks we'll do a uh, pay-per-view review, whether it's WWE or it's AEW. So, depending on when this episode comes out, uh, go check out me and Ryan Knightsey's review uh, of All Out uh, AEW. That's very that's very exciting. I either I either loved it, loved doing it, or I'm very excited to do it.
0: <laughs> what future might be decide? <laughs> we'll never know over here. <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, so remember to go check us out all over there, and for everything that has to do with hit the books network, go visit htpod.com where you can find. Literally everything and anything that has to do with the Hit the Books Network, uh, Wrestling with Statistics, Independent Waters, Hit the Books. Uh, go check it out over there.
0: Um, Zach, anything to plug? Uh, no, not really. I'm I'm not at the moment, at least. I'm not I'm not really too big into social media. All right, well then that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, thank you all for listening. Remember to subscribe
1: and remember to keep tuning in for more and more independent wrestling. Uh, and always remember. There's a huge sea of independent wrestling out there.
0: So never stop exploring.